0: Welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast. Ritz is here with me from uh, Electrolux, my favorite brand when it comes to uh, kitchen appliances, even in Germany. So we're going to talk about how to sell those products in uh, in the um, uh, Middle East market. So we're not only talking about Dubai, but all the channels, all the different countries. But before we are getting into too much detail, Ritz, introduce yourself and please introduce Electrolux for the ones that don't know what it is.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for having me as well. Um, So I'm Ritz. I'm the Digital and E-Commerce Director for Electrolux for Asia-Pacific, Middle East, and Africa. Um, So Electrolux is a major domestic appliances uh, company. Uh, We have an excess of 30 brands, um, but the key brands that you might know would be Electrolux, AEG, Zanussi, and Frigidaire. Uh, those are our major major brands Um, and we sell everything from you know ovens built in or freestanding refrigeration microwaves blenders uh, um, but our key focus is around washing machines and built-in ovens and appliances
0: so how long is Electrolux active in this market here oh
1: goodness Uh, in in the middle east i probably say we it's a good 50 odd years i mean we've been around for a long time around here Um, Saudi was a very big market for us, uh, with our American brands, Frigidaire, uh, Westinghouse, all all of these kinds of brands. Um, But in terms of us having an office here and actually really actively uh, participating in the market, it's probably uh, less than 10 years.
0: When you're now entering new markets, new channels here in this region, what what are your main channels you're looking at? You're looking, looking at brick and mortar channels, wholesale channels, Partnering uh, channels. Uh, so let's say um, house building companies that would equip the houses with your technology. So what's your channel perspective?
1: Oh, uh, so in terms of channels, I mean It's 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 a big product, right? It's a product you buy for your house um, and Therefore people want to touch and feel still, you know, so very much brick-and-mortar um, Because of the Middle East and the way that it's structured we work a lot with distributors um, so we have partners that we, that we execute with, um, but clearly we want to ensure that we uh, allow people to come and touch and feel the products. It's a product that you're going to use daily, right? So you want to be able to feel the quality, you want to be able to kind of really touch. Um, but in the recent years, probably the last couple of years, I think, you know, if you talk to anyone here, the last couple of years, e-commerce and, and being online has become a lot more important. And what that's meant is that we've kind of expanded quite heavily on our e-commerce partners um, and, and we've really helped um, in this market because we've got expertise that some of our distributors do not have. And what that's meant is that we've been able to work with them to develop their own kind of platforms and really get, get alive online is probably the best way to put it and, and help them with that.
0: If you want to buy one of your products today, could I, di- could I buy directly from you or would I need to go
1: through a retailing partner? So uh, big question. Uh, if you talk about Middle East, you would have to go through a retailing partner. Um, but if you talk about Asia Pacific, which is, the, which is the broader area that I look after, we have moved into direct-to-consumer in the last year. Um, we now have about six direct-to-consumer li- websites live across the region. Um, and I mean, it's a challenge, you know, it's a challenge. It's, 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 it's new to a business. We've been around for 120 odd years, whatever it is. So it's difficult, right, to kind of make that move yeah though i've also talked with some of
0: your uh, competitors like uh, bosch siemens others and some of them said they want to move out of the hardware industry they don't want to uh, they don't want to be known just for selling uh, an oven dishwasher microwave or whatever you call it they want to uh, get into the service industry now say, selling i don't know cooking events let's say or they want to sell uh, uh, you once you start the oven, it costs you like $1, which is much closer to this kind of subscription industry, which was booming and which was evaluated at very high prices in the last years. Is this something you uh, you also would consider?
1: Uh, funny you should say that. Uh, we've actually just launched that um, in Singapore, uh, where we have appliance as a service, uh, where you can rent an appliance. Um, and in certain parts of Europe, we already have uh, robotic vacuum cleaners, where you pay for the square footage of your apartment. So if the robotic vacuum cleaner cleans 100 square feet, you pay X, and that is paid monthly. And then if you want to kind of move apartments as a bigger apartment, you just pay a little bit extra for that apartment. What that means is um, you get uh, 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 servicing is also, also uh, included. Um, when there's a new product out and you want to upgrade, you have that option. Um, and then, of course, the benefits of these things. It's a, it's a heavy investment if you buy that, you know, kind of outright. And the benefit of this is if you then move and you decide not to go uh, ahead with this or you move country, you don't have the, the challenge of what do I do with this product? You just give it back. Um, so we're already doing that in Singapore. We're extending this to, into washing machines, uh, into ovens, all these kinds of things.
0: Can you get into details from a customer perspective into, into this appliance as a service in Singapore? So how, how would it work from a washing machine? Let's say I need a washing machine. So I'm, I'm not going to the local uh, consumer electronic stores anymore in Singapore, but I want to get it as an appliances service. How does it work? What is the, what is the uh, commercial model around?
1: So, I mean, th- there's a couple of things to take into account, right? Um, in a market like Singapore, you have landlords that rent out their apartments with products. Now, as a landlord, there's a risk. I buy a product for $500 or whatever, and if that person breaks it, I have to fix that. But if I has th- have this as a service, I can have the latest model in my house every two years. Anything that goes wrong, it's fixed. Um, it's serviced once a year. Um, so in terms of a, 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 a um, you know kind of a model it's very much around that monthly payment. Um, you pay for the model that you prefer. So we have you know kind of basic model opening models that just washes your clothes. but then we also have models which has steam functionality which can refresh your clothes, uh, reduce the, the need for laundry uh, uh, services. and that gives the person the opportunity to kind of do that then. It's a monthly fee. It means that you don't have to commit upfront uh, um, to something like that, especially, in markets where you have a large kind of uh, uh, expat community coming in and out, in and out. You don't know how long you're going to stay there, maybe one, two years.
0: And w- what do you expect? This is, uh, this can be like uh, the standard model even for landlords in the future that would say, okay, I provide this uh, service in my, in my buildings as a landlord. I pay you a price uh, XYZ. Obviously, I charge this price uh, from, uh, from my customers. With a uh, with a surplus, and then I don't need to take care for the washing
1: machines in the in the basement anymore. Correct. I think I mean it, it makes a lot of sense, right? So let let's say the washing machines in the basement as an example. You have to wait in a queue. Uh, you know, th- there's always the risk that it might be broken, then you have to wait for someone to come in and do that. Uh, with this as a service, everyone has their washing machine in their in their apartment. Obviously, if there's space. Um, but apart from that as well, is there's a twenty four hour turnaround on servicing. And if, the, uh, if we feel that we can't be serviced right there and then in the apartment, we'll, a new one will be provided next day. Um, so it's a very quick turnaround, things. So it's ensuring that customers have the best experience. It's always coming back to the customer experience. And do you think
0: in such a case, the brand is still an, 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 an important differentiator? Or is it, is, is it more like the services and availability of appliance as a service that is making the difference here?
1: Um, I, think, I think it's both. It has to be both, right? Let's say, for example, 20 brands offer the same thing. You need to be able to stand out. Um, Electrolux is a sustainable company. We, we are committed to be climate neutral, uh, carbon neutral by 2030. Um, and to be able to do that, we need to ensure that the products we produce and the products that are being used um, are more and more sustainable. And one way of doing that is by promoting this and encouraging people to be sustainable without effort. Um, I think one of the things that we found is talking about sustainability is one thing. Asking someone to make an effort to be more sustainable is not so... It just doesn't work, especially in, in, in Asia-Pacific. So what we want to do is we want to move towards a model where we can help people be sustainable without asking them to do an effort. We are now here in
0: Dubai. If I want to buy a, such a washing machine from Electrolux or let's say AEG, um, where do I find the best deal? Do I have to go to Amazon, to Noon, to the mall of Dubai?
1: I think um, that's a that's an interesting question. Uh, it, obviously, because it's a distributed market, the best prices will be Carrefour. Um, they're the biggest player, right? Um, but Amazon is is also on there. Um, but I mean, I think the key thing for us as well is the service that we can provide later on. So Josh and Mal is our, our um, distribution partner and they have their own store. I mean, we worked with them to actually develop that store with them and they, they also provide a very, very good service. So being able to buy directly from them which is in essence is what we want to do with the D2C perspective, is to be able to provide a service, a full end-to-end service. And I think that's that's what I probably say. Um, we want to kind of move away from just discounting products heavily. We want to kind of say to people, you might pay $20 extra or $100 extra, but your product's registered, you have your warranty, we'll look after it for you, and you're one phone call away from being helped.
0: Have you played around with the idea of flagship stores having something up, like even as a pop-up store? in the Dubai Mall where people can really touch it? Because you've said for some of your products, the experience part is still very important in the, in the uh, purchasing process, which leads me to thinking, okay, why don't you set up kind of pop-up stores where you maybe don't, uh, you cannot
1: buy products, but show them off? Um, so we, we have started doing that. Um, in Mall of the Emirates, we had a pop-up store right in front of uh, Carrefour. Um, in uh, the Sharaf DG Times Square Mall, we have a very, very good stand, very nice stand, beautiful stand. Um, that really gives people the experience of the products uh, really brings the sustainability aspect of electrolux to life as well. Um, so it gives people that that opportunity We have some really really good promoters as well really well uh, um, kind of educated on what electrolux stands for as well as the product benefits but definitely we we feel that this is the right thing to do across the board in in if you want to talk just flagship stores in china we have 40 flagship stores just fully dedicated to IKEA and electrolux. In the markets where you are playing around with direct
0: consumer models, like in Singapore, do you have a conflict between the channels? Because usually when brands are starting this uh, direct consumer business, then your former partners would say, hey, Ritz, I did all the uh, brand building for you, and now you're starting selling the products yourself, now uh, without a discount, maybe in the future with a discount. Um, if,
1: if so, how have you handled it? Um, very interesting question. I think, you know, talking to each individual market, Uh, This is still a risk. It's still a concern. Um, What we've basically done is we have made a commitment. We will never be the cheapest in the market. But saying that is we're saying we are not a threat. What we want to do is we want to provide customers with an experience. Um, That experience is a little bit different to, you know, maybe an Emirates experience. Uh, But what it is, is about having your delivery. Um, For example, in Vietnam, we've just launched a sustainability campaign where if you buy one of our products and you trade a product in, we will give you 10% discount on that product. We will then sustainably uh, uh, dispose of that product. We will break it down and we will make sure that that doesn't go into a landfill. Again, talking about sustainability where we don't ask you to do an effort, we will take care of it. So as a free service, we will pick it up and we will dispose of it for you. Yesterday, uh, one of our guests here
0: at the uh, at um, the commerce talks panel was um, Danu Home, and they started like from construction material into um, selling um, home appliances, uh, and even like they're furnishing your home, like end to end. You can buy everything, so that's one way to look at verticalization of a business. You could look the other way around. You could say, okay, if people are choosing their their their, their oven, their stove, their washing machine, the dishwasher. From you, maybe you can verticalize into the other direction. Maybe you can help
1: them to choose the right kitchen. Is it something you're in? Um, so so there's a, a, probably a couple of answers to that one. Uh, one of the things is we actually work with Danube, Denmark, Imar. Um, so we have partnerships where we go in and uh, let's say, for example, the address hotel. Um, they wanted to have high-end equipment. So we went in with an Aege quote for that. For that. And what you want to then do is use that as a selling point so we want to help emar to have a selling point of having this beautiful state-of-the-art kitchen and i think these are the kinds of things we also have to do i think you know if you ask 20 people here what oven do you have i think people will have to sit still and think about it what they remember is that it's beautiful it's sleek it's black it fits in things like that so this is the key thing we we're working very hard to make sure that we work with our uh, developer partners to uh Create experience areas. The kitchen has to be an experience area. I need to love being in that kitchen. Um, but similarly, uh, you know, uh, helping people to choose a, a kitchen when it comes to developers is hard. Uh, when it comes to the store, it is something we're trying to explore. But it's, it is it is a difficult topic, right? Especially in the different markets that we whether ha- we have. For example, in in the Middle East, we very much have freestanding products. Whereas the built-in products is more in apartments where villas has freestanding and and even some of the apartments has a lot of freestanding, which is a, it's a difference. it's more difficult to make that decision.
0: You're not only responsible for this region here, but you have like a broader span, even like into the African market. So um, can you share a little bit your experience um, about the importance of the e-commerce channels versus the standard uh, brick and mortar channels? So how important is
1: e-commerce here in Dubai versus Egypt, for example? Um, I think... I think it's equally important. I think you have maturity models. So in in the UAE, for example, we have a much more mature market. We've gone from a stage maybe three, four years ago where everything was cash on delivery. No one wanted to enter the credit card details. And uh, I was speaking to someone uh, last week And they've got some stats from Visa that said that that has changed. It's not 80-20 anymore for cash on delivery. It's much more like 60-40, where people are more and more, and that's two years, right? 20% change in two years is is, is massive. Um, Where in Egypt and a lot of the other Middle Eastern countries, you still have that cash on delivery need, which is a risk, right? I risk driving somewhere with an oven and the person saying, no, I don't want it. That's probably the the biggest risk or difference between the markets. But in terms of importance, I would say it's crucial. in the last two years, people have become much more adept at research online. Not being able to go into the stores has forced people to research online. And what you've seen in the last maybe two years is because people were stuck at home, what they did was they renovated their kitchens. They changed their ovens. They changed these things where they were cooking all day. And they, and they had money because they weren't going on holidays. So they wanted to kind of really have that experience. And the only way you could do that was doing it through uh, uh, online. That included brand sites, that included e-commerce sites for price comparison, for, for finding products. I think Amazon released some stats recently that said that you know, um, they're the number one search engine for exploring and finding products. You most likely have heard about the
0: uh, buzzword circular economy, where people are trying to use products as long as possible. <laughs> you're like you're coming from an, from a brand which really stands for quality, and I guess there's like a, a very vital second hand market for your products, especially for the bigger appliances. Is this some something you want to be involved in? Because right now it's a rather like C 2 C market. You don't know how the product was used, so the the consumer might just sell it, but in the future that might have a very positive impact on your, let's say circular economy score. Uh, is it something you've think, thought about?
1: Um, I, I don't know if you've, if you've been reading my emails or something, but th- these are the kinds of things we are actually doing and we're looking at. Um, we've, um, so I just told you about the sustainability model we're launching in Vietnam. So our future plan is to do exactly that. Um, it is about looking into how can we revitalize these old products. It doesn't necessarily mean we wanna go and and sell these products, right? It, it doesn't it doesn't have to be that. Um, we we also could look at you know uh, donating these products, but we will have to have a middle middle part. So we will collect these products. We'll go into our service centers, train people, will look at these products, decide if they are still fit for purpose, fix them, tidy it up, and then we will decide: do we sell it on a marketplace, or do we end up maybe donating these products to 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 uh, you know areas that really do need it. You're
0: responsible a bit for market expansion here in this region. So, what is your what are your core your core levers um, to grow another 100 in the next like five to ten years here?
1: Um, I think I think the levers is is a tricky one, but th- the key one for me, especially in this part of the world, is that Electrolux, Aege, Zanussi, Frigidaire is massive in other parts of the world. Europe, for example, is massive. But if you come here, the brand awareness is quite low. Um, so I think one of our major levers is to to really develop the brand. And and to do that is is, is multi-pronged, right? We need to invest in our brand and and really standing out as a brand, which we've done. You might have, uh, well, uh, you you don't live in Dubai, but those that do, um, if you drive down Sheikh Zayed Road, we've taken up a lot of the billboard space. Um, We've done that on Al-Khalil Road as well. Um, We're really kind of working on positioning the brand more. We're doing the same thing in Saudi Arabia. Uh, we are taking over more stores, really building and putting the brand to the, for- to the forefront of people's minds. Um, similarly, in, in Africa, we've just launched in Kenya. Uh, in terms of when I say launched, we've, we've put an office there. We've got people on the ground, really driving the brand, getting out into the retail stores, putting people um, to, to, to educate people on what, who the brand is, what it stands for, and, and uh, what kind of premium we can kind of bring to it. And then alongside that is obviously the channels where people are shopping. We need to be, we need to be available. In,
0: in uh, the Western uh, country, especially in Europe, um, many, um, many brands uh, like Electrolux were kind of um, very careful for the to consumer business because they couldn't afford the um, service infrastructure. So not, not enough people actually to service products, not enough people like to install uh, a washing machine, a dishwasher, take it back. We have some specialized services now like AO.com. Uh, from UK, um, but it's still, it's it's kind of an uh, um, exception um, in the market. Do you see um, uh, better verticalized services here for a brand for like Electrolux to, uh, to use, or are we still in the beginnings here?
1: Um, I would probably say we're still in the beginnings. Um, I think, you know, Never mind markets or regions being mature. I think countries have different levels of maturity, even if they're right, even yeah. if they're neighbours. Um, and I think you know, for us, uh, there are some markets that that this already happens. Australia being one, um, the servicing uh, element within Australia is is a massive part of what we do. Um, it's a massive part of what the country expects and the service levels that people expect from brands. Um, but here, I think there is still a very big part where you know, it's my product, I want to sell it. It, it, It's less of this, I'll send it back. Where in in, in Europe, you know, even if the product is still working, you'd probably send it back because it's more of a hassle to sell it than it is the benefit to to you at the end of the day. Um, But here, there's still very much that that we've we've seen.
0: Well, then to my last question. So from an Electrolux headquarter perspective, is the region here, is it kind of a a very forward-looking, modern region where they can test out new services like you've just explained, appliances service in Singapore? Or uh, where other regions like Germany
1: or France can learn from, or is it the other way around? Um, I would probably say, you know, I think if you, I I think as with anything, right? If you're very well established, you're also very well established in your ways. So changing those ways are more difficult. Um, Whereas where we're coming from is we're a brand that is trying to make up for that brand gap, and we need to find innovative ways to doing that in this area. So. There's a reason we are within APAC and MIA, right? That collection, because normally you'd have EMEA, Europe and Middle East Africa, but what we've looked at is this is a development area. This is an area where we can grow, and it's also an area where we can test and learn. And I think definitely we're very, very open to try things. You know, we, we, we've we've launched multiple trials. So this appliance as a service, as you mentioned, it's a trial we've launched um, in Australia. We're doing more trials, even though that's also very established. But definitely this part of the world perfect place to kind of really try new things and 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 learn and for europe and even north america to learn from
0: ritz we also could learn a lot from you here thank you for your time small applause for the ones that stayed here (laughs) and see you next time in dubai thank you very much i appreciate that